I don't know, man. I mean, there's probably rules. You probably should let somebody know before it's going to happen. I don't know. Uh, snap. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Youth Ministry Booster podcast episode. It's kind of a part two, though. We're, we're, we're recording them in the same day, releasing them over a course of a couple weeks. Because maybe that's a good practice for a moment of, I don't know, maybe batching some of the work, right? Mm. You same energy spread out over time. Is that already a little bit of uh, fortune cookie wisdom for our So friend? this is the sequel. This is the sequel. This is the, not the remix. It's not the 1.5. It's a full on new episode, but we're talking about momentum as it carries uh, from a summer season, the camp mission trip, excitement. There's stuff happening in the life and season of student ministry in the summer that's just different. It hits different than an October or February sometimes. And so uh, we talked a little bit in the last episode. Go back, hit the listen for that if you have not already about how it might affect some of the processes that you have, the follow-up, the the caring for students that are in the swell of meeting Jesus, feeling called to ministry, like summer had a life-changing impact on them, and therefore you gave them the surfboard to surf it. You gave them the tools they needed next. We talked a little bit, though, that the momentum is more than just planning. It's more than just planning for momentum to ride the wave, to be ready for, anticipate. Uh, But there is some elements of the personal Um, the relational energy, um, the uh, bandwidth that you have um, so that we don't just feel. We talked about this even on the the pre-show of just hanging out together about where this all was going to go. And you were really clear because I threw out and you pushed back pretty quickly that we should never confuse the momentum of the ministry and some of the relationship to the momentum of the minister. I thought they were related. You said very harshly. No. <laughs> so let's let's talk about that. And so I want to start there. I always I want the ride uh, of being incorrect. Uh, okay, so I- explain it a little bit more. Because so you originally, when we were talking about the need for this episode, yeah, in conversations with ministers, kind of in this season, if the thing that I shared that was kind of the the jumping off point was it felt like a lot of folks were coming back from camps or trips or whatever. And the thing that I had heard was they all kind of felt a similar way. Okay. Like some some obviously had like extraordinary experiences. Some had some pretty good experiences. Even the ones that didn't have stellar experiences still kind of shared like it was re- – the line was it was really good for the ministry. Yeah. It was really good for – like what, whatever it was, the camp trip, whatever. Like, man, it's, it's great for the ministry. Like great for the kids, great for the ministry. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was kind of like, well, what now? What next? And I, so the thing that I shared to you, which I thought was right, is like, well, the, the health of the minister and their own momentum to help kind of carry it. Like you can't surf the wave that you're not on or whatever. Sure. Uh, but you were like, yeah, but I think that's a danger to yeah. equate the two. And so it's 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 a little bit like correlation causation. Okay. Right. Okay. Like. I think that a lot of times <laughs> you can't sell snow cones in the in the wintertime. <laughs> right. Uh well, yeah, you you look at the graphs and it's just like, okay, did you know, did did A happening cause B to happen? Yeah. Or does A just happen a lot of times in July? <laughs> right, right, right. And a, June's just a good month for student ministry. Right. So 
I I think the okay. So here's where I come at when I think about this topic a little more deeply, and I would say just looking at my own personal experience with this. Okay. I think for the most part, when we have a really good summer, okay, right? We've seen God do some cool things. Yeah. Leaders uh, were carrying at an all-time yeah. high. That student that was not around all spring was there, loved it, right. has now been back three weeks in a row. Uh, and if we're really honest, a lot of what we're talking about, especially when we talk about momentum, there there does seem to be this like sneaky thing of growth. Yeah. Right? Like when we feel like momentum's going well, nobody's like, you know, Numbers are down, but we definitely got some momentum. We are riding the wave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there, there definitely does feel like there's this growth. Either element. new numbers or more consistent numbers Correct. than there had been. Right, 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 right. It wasn't like 40 kids came out of nowhere. They just all happened to show up at the same week. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that the feeling is, because we tie like healthy minister, healthy ministry yeah. together, that when we're talking about momentum and we're talking about passion, energy, excitement, because that happens for us too, right? Yeah. Momentum's going well. Like the seventh grade boy wants to be there. I want to be there. <laughs> but you want to be there, right? Like the youth pastor wants to be there. My it's, volunteers were early, therefore I showed up earlier. <laughs> yeah. And so you're excited, things are going well, those kind of things. The same is true, and I'll pick, oh, you know, a random month, let's say uh, October, right? right? right, right. Uh, October always feels like there's this time, there's this lull happening in ministry where you're far enough away from the summer, yeah. you haven't really hit the cool holiday months yet. Right. Uh, you can't blame holiday travel. <laughs> right. Uh, high school football's in full swing, yeah. like sports, yeah. students are... They're fully solidified in their like school schedules, and so like our numbers start to dip. That's always the time of year where we hear most from youth pastors of like, "Well, what's not working?" Right. right. Like in September, it all worked, and in October, it stopped working. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. And what's funny is we don't see that trend happening every single year. Yeah. And are wise to it. Um, can't believe it. It happened again. What? (laughs) Uh, now, that's not always the case. I've had some great Octobers, but um, if we're at the end of our summer and the summer's gone well, it's real easy to feel this wave for ourselves of being excited. I don't know, though, that that's necessarily true, that you have this personal momentum. Okay for yourself that is also healthy. Okay. Because, and here's why I say that. If if our momentum and our passion, our drive to be a youth pastor, to be a minister, is always just tied to the momentum of our ministry, mm. we're going to be really great youth pastors when things are going well. Yeah. And then we're going to be stuck when they're not. And I think when it's not is the time when our ministry needs us the most. To have the most, right? Yeah. yeah. And and so if, if we're just the surfer on the wave, then we're going to find ourselves like crashing. Yeah. 
I actually think that that this is probably one of the reasons that you know, and this number changes all the time, and there's always bad statistics on it. But like the longevity of a youth pastor Se- seems shorter than it should. Seems shorter than it should. Whether it's two years, three years, eighteen months, whatever that is, that's still a short period of time. I think some of the reason for that is it's pretty easy to create three years of individual momentum. Okay. We've got enough, especially if you've been doing it long enough, you got enough ideas and enough good sermon series at this point to last you for three years. Yeah, to be your own wave pool. (laughs) Be your own wave pool. And then three years hits or whatever that is, and... Times are difficult. We hit October. Right. And then it's like, well, maybe I need to bounce out some. You know what yeah. I mean? There's a reason why, like, it always seems like youth pastors are switching jobs at the same time of the year. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Lots of new youth pastors start October 1. Yeah. Like, I'm sure we're making this statement right now, and there's more than one person who has started their job. Got feelers out, yeah. October yeah, yeah, 1. Yeah. For what reason? Well, Probably maybe a bad summer, yeah. you know what I mean? Back, hard, back to school was hard. Hard, yeah, yeah. all those kind of things. And you found yourself feeling like, well, this isn't where it's supposed to be. Yeah, I, th- I think that when we talk about momentum at a personal level, yes, without a doubt, excitement of our ministry is going to affect— That's, good. That's just good yes, fuel. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But if it's the only thing that we're tied to of why we're doing what we're doing— And at the excitement level, man, like, if you want to lead people out of a harsh place, you've got to be ready when that time comes. You you can't live by just matching their energy, right? Like, if they're down, I mean, that and that sounds like, I know the guy who's always positive reframing stuff, of course, would say that. But at some level, like if you're going to prime the pump or push off the wall, like you're going to have to do it when they don't want to. Mm. And I think, and this is the line that you shared this morning on the phone call before we started recording, was um, this is why rest comes at the end of the creation cycle. Yeah, is a lot of us we're just going to keep riding wave until there was no more wave instead of learning how to rest after. Mm. And we've talked about it in other places. We've done some different conference topics on it. But I think there is something that rest is the reward. Mm. And I think there is something that more effort, like the, the the reward of effort shouldn't be more effort, right? Like, like that shouldn't be the game. It's like I gave everything I had this summer only to give everything that I had this fall. Yeah. And I think we've we've kind of teased with the wave analogy, but man, the beauty of waves is there's always another one. Mm. And it's not necessarily riding. You can't ride the same one over and over. You have to be ready for the next one. And I think for a lot of our folks in youth ministry, they're going to feel like because this summer's camp didn't last 18 months, they're a bad minister. Mm. When really this summer's camp was just a ride into back to school. Mm. And we were resting and waiting for back to school to start to ride it into October 1. 
to ride fall break into Thanksgiving or whatever. And if we were just trying to ride it till we could ride it no more, then we didn't give ourselves enough space to rest to catch the next one. Yeah. Like, because if the extended metaphor works, you may have to let one wave pass to catch the next one. I don't know if that's technically accurate or even helpful, but there is something in leadership that it takes a lot of our energy infused into other people, our excitement, our prayers, our hopes, dreams, and passions to the place that we would be willing to surrender to somebody else's timing and not ours. And I think there there is something for the youth minister listening to this that got really excited about what happened at camp three weeks ago to not be let down when camp didn't happen again today. Because mm. you're still, you're, if, if you're just running off of momentum, right? The next thing has to be equally as good or better. Right. And it can't. can't. Not when you're talking about you've created an environment where you've gotten these students completely away from everything for an entire week. Like that's relationships are going to be built, yeah. like habits are going to be started, all these kind of things. And then you go into your normal Wednesday night cycle, and even when it's really good, yeah, it's not camp, right? <clears throat> and I think that for for us and students, if we're just running the hype train, and we're not realizing that, like, right. There, there's some longevity that we're looking for here. Like, crash and burn is inevitable. That's right. Or, I say crash and burn. I don't know that it's crash and burn that we've got to be worried about. I think it's just like getting lulled to sleep. Yeah. Because I think that's what happens more often, mm. that we just find ourselves... <laughs> we find ourselves doing the same thing that we don't want students to do personally... In the way that we program and think about ministry, that you just start going through the motions. Right. Bro, Wednesday night, take Wednesday night, for example. If you've been doing it long enough, I can tell you right now the structure. Right. Right. What song to play before and after. Yeah. How long. Dude, how, how, how many week in, week out is it just, you know... One song, welcome, game, yeah. you know, three. Big song, slow song, talk, <laughs> emotional song. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you know, you know the system, and it's just the same thing over and over. Right. Um, so wh- wh- what, are, what, are we, what are we promoting here? Like right. what are we trying to communicate? Because I think we've identified maybe a part of an issue. My encouragement is, and what we were talking about with this creation story, that for you and I as ministers, we can be super excited by the momentum, the things that are happening in our ministry. But we, for ourselves, one, I think step one is disconnecting our work and our worth apart from, I, I, I use this word and I don't like it, the product. Okay. Okay. The the ministry, the like, the work that we've done, yeah. right? That encompasses so many things, right? Like, 
the event planning aspect of it that just is right. It's the prepared sermon, yeah. the sacred space, the yeah, the leader training, the discipleship element, all of those kind of things. At some level, we have to be conscious of where our own heart is in it. Yeah, the call that God has given us to be ministers and shepherds of people. Um. If the shepherd is eating the same grass with his head down yeah. in the field, he never sees the wolf approaching. Yeah. And I think that that's part of the problem is that if we're just in it yeah. with the people that we're leading, we can do the event. We can't necessarily lead the people. Yeah. And those are different things. And, and so I think that we've got to be wise to know, okay, where am I at? Am I resting? Yeah. Am I rejuvenating? And, and even being thoughtful for our people of like, it can't always be an 11. Right. Like you can't just go from big, 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 big. Your students may like it and you may get new students. Uh, so full disclosure – I served at a ministry early in, in my time of ministry. Bro, we went 11. Every week. All the time. And I will tell you right now, we grew like crazy. And outside looking in, it all, it all looked great. But when we, when we bust out the individual name rosters, even though... Last week was bigger than the week before, and it was definitely bigger than the year before. The problem was, is that while we had a huge front door, we also had a huge back door. And so, yeah, there are 500 kids here, but 350 of them are brand new over the last year. And we've lost... 150. So it wasn't a wave, it was churn. It was churn. Yeah. And if you live in a big enough city... You can churn all you week. You can churn, <laughs> churn, churn, man. But the problem is, what are you doing? Yeah. And, and our staff, thankfully, came to this very good point of going, if we just look at statistics on paper and you, st- and you pull names out of it, doing pretty good. Yeah. But if you dig below the surface, you start to realize, man, some of our like most core students, I've only been here for eight months, you know what I mean, or whatever. And and so I think building in rest cycles, not that we're not doing anything, but and when I say rest, I'm talking about depth of ministry. Yeah. That it's not just more, more, more. But there's a process, like a good wave, of reaching out and grabbing Mm -hmm. and then pulling it into the ocean. And I think that there's that process that we got to think through in ministry of not—if it's just growth for growth's sake, then what are are we doing? You're you're probably creating a culture around town where kids are going, well, I tried the church thing for a little while— and I got excited, and I raised my hand, I went down front, but I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what that got means. nothing, yeah. And so they just walk away. 
And I think that can be really damaging to the person who's in a role of leadership, pastorship, mentor, ministryship over that is that it felt like we were trying to do all the right things. Sure. And we got all of the wrong results. And I think that's the spot that I would want to leave some encouragement for those listening is that there is space between. Like there, there is something like Genesis 1 about what you're feeling right now. And do I need to try to outdo myself next week? That I would really encourage you to name what it might need to be, which is to rest and reflect. Like one, one of the, the my most favorite things some of our ministry friends do is intentionally the couple weeks after a camp event, keep talking about it. Instead of trying to outdo camp, yeah. we just keep the camp movement going, right? Like let the theme, like we don't have to put a bow on it. Like let's keep talking about it. Right. Like let's just, let's reconvene and keep talking about it and not move past it or, you know, forget what happened. Well, there, there seems to be a scriptural element to that too, right? Like, so uh, Joshua 4, I think. So the Israelites crossed the Jordan. Yeah. And immediately after, right? Like God, God gives them this moment of reflection of like, all right, send, send 12 back into the river, grab stones. Stones, yeah. And then build, a, you know, this altar on the other side that when your children one day will look back and go, hey, mom and dad, what are these? That what you'll these be stones? able to tell yeah. them what God has done. Yeah. And I think when we talk about momentum in that way of reflection and celebration, yeah. you're not just going from the next big thing. More to more. You're going, okay, how do we solidify what God's done? Yeah. How do we start to build momentum from that? Like we talked about in the last episode, into the home environment. Yeah. And it does, there has to be a slowdown process of reflection for that to happen. It's good. So, wherever you're at listening to this, um, this is our encouragement to you. Um, you may have things in place for your students, and you may even know what event is next, what kickoff or meeting or emphasis or series. But take a moment and hold a stone to name and momentize, monument, what God is doing, has done, so that we would not forget or neglect the goodness of who God is by searching to see if there was anything else left for us. You can go a long time in ministry and not have a season of feast. Don't create famine in the wake of what God that has done is good and jeopardize your own calling into that goodness by associating your worth with how much you can create or do when Creator has called you to rest after the good work. Until the next time, next season, your friends Zach and Chad are praying for you as you minister well. Good friend.